Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. And now here's your host, Michael Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael Travers bringing you the episode, and with me I have two special guests, both both calling in uh, due to the you know the late night. Uh, uh, Patriots Chiefs AFC Championship game that just happened. So I have uh, Bill Travers joining me. Bill, how are you? I am having a heart attack, but other than that, I'm good. That just comes with the old age and the suspense from the game. So we'll yes. uh, move we'll move right along. Uh, we also have uh, Maddie D um, from the Syndicate also joining us. Matt, how's it going? Good. I uh, heard there's a football game on today. How'd it go? Uh, it was decent. It was decent. I would say um, at best. Did the chefs? Is that correct? The chefs. Play the Patriots? Yes. Ooh, yep. the chefs. The chefs. Yep. Great googly moogly. Yep. So, uh, big win, obviously, for the Patriots. They 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 clinch it in overtime. They, they're they going to their third Super Bowl. Um, I just want initial takeaways. Let's start with Matt. Um, what is your just initial takeaway from, from the game itself? The game, I mean, it was such a back-and-forth game. What an ins- insane, quick, high-paced game. The second half was insane. I mean, I... My heart is still racing, watching post-game. Uh, maybe the best game I've ever seen. So my that's what I'm going to put it, my best game I've ever seen. My favorite, anyway. That's that's interesting because I have a, the, you know, the, a few group chats, a few chats with people with different people. And um, in one of them, someone said that they think that this could be one of the best games they've ever seen as a Patriots fan. Um, it might even be better than the Super Bowl game, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with, with it being better than the Atlanta game. But... It was a very good game. Bill, what is your takeaway? I, I got to go with the fact that the this Patriots team has not looked good all year, and they are putting it together at the right time. This is by far the best game they have played on the road all season and probably the best that they've looked on both sides of the ball. I don't know why. My take, So my takeaway from the game was – I found myself during the game. I'm I'm not very shy about the fact that I'm not a huge Patriots fan. Like I like the Patriots, but I think it's more their more their kind of kind of by default because they're they play here. But I found myself like being torn, like like genuinely torn as to who I wanted to win this game because it was just such a good game back and forth and you're like you just know that like something's gonna happen and 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 you know maybe it's gonna come down to a, a bad call on the refs or something like that and something's gonna happen in the Patriots favor and they're gonna end up winning but I just I found myself really unsure if I even wanted the Patriots to win this game which sounds so so bad for me to say because I love Patrick Mahomes love 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 Patrick Mahomes but I don't think he was good today and I think that I think the Patriots deserve to win this game. I think they were the better team today, and I don't I don't necessarily think that they're a better team, but I think they were a better team today, and they deserve to win this game. That's well, I I think their veteran leadership and the fact that they've been in these types of games so many times in the past few years really showed. Mahomes was rattled early on. I think the moment got to him again. He recovered quicker than he did in their first meeting back in October, November, whenever it was. It took him a whole half to really get into the game then. He got into the game a lot sooner today. But overall, I think, you know, he, he it, his inexperience showed on a lot of plays today. And, and he overthrew some guys that were wide open, and that ended up being the difference in the game. 
and he held onto the ball too long. He took about three sacks yeah. for 10-plus yards. One took him out of field goal range. He wasn't good. Right. He wasn't good in the first half. He wasn't good. He wasn't He wasn't good in the game as a whole. He. I think he – now, that being said, I think he was great at the end of the fourth quarter, along with Brady, who was also, I think, great at the end of the fourth quarter. But I don't think Brady particularly had a great game either. But w- w- we can get into that. So, um, Matt, what, what – what is your just you know your kind of overall thought on on how the Chiefs played, um, you know how, how the 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 defense of the Patriots I want to talk about too, and, and just we'll start with the Chiefs. What are your, your general thoughts on the Chiefs? I was actually I actually have a quick question for you, Mike. Do you think a little of your not sure of who you wanted to see reflected on that Monday night game? So that Rams Chiefs shootout. Did you uh, kind of want to see that again? A little bit, but but I just. Again, I'm sorry. This is probably going to piss off anybody that listens to it, but I'm just kind of sick of <laughs> the Patriots. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, at what point are they no longer the Patriots? Like, and 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 I guess that's the wrong thing. I'm, I'm not sick of the Patriots. I'm sick of Patriots fans, and that's, I think that's, that's kind of my thing. Is like, it's just, it's such a tiring act about like, you know, this whole Brady the go blah blah blah. Like, it's just, it's so. I don't know. It's just it's like it's run its course in my mind, and I'm just, well, I'm just it, that's I'm not just, that's not going to go away anytime soon yeah, after just, his performance today. Yeah, I know two just, more weeks at least. I'm just I'm just kind of over it, you know. And and uh, I don't think his performance today <laughs> was good, but it, but yes, I do kind of wanted to see another. I, mean, I don't think you would see it again, but a, a shootout of those two high powered offenses go offenses going. But uh, I. I I guess that has a little bit to do with it, but uh, what were your overall thoughts on the Chiefs? They, I mean, they showed you why they were one of the NFL's most exciting teams. Uh, they came out of the out of halftime, bam, huge play, third and two, all the way down the field, and then touchdown to Kelsey on the very next play. They showed you exactly why they could be dangerous, but Bills right. Either it was the cold. The inexperience, something behind Mahomes. He missed Damian Williams on a wide-open touchdown. He missed some deep throws. Um, he made some amazing throws. I mean, he made that throw around Adrian Claiborne. This kid's special. He's going to be special. We're going to see the Chiefs. I mean, maybe we'll see Brady Mahomes three more times if Brady can stay on the field. But their team's good. They have, they have electric players. A lot of them are coming back. So I think they're going to be here, obviously. But tonight, you're right, they just fell short. Mahomes was just not quite good enough in their defense. I mean, they haven't been good all year, but they couldn't even come up a stop when they needed him most. If Mahomes had even a decent first half, the Chiefs win that game, in my opinion. If it was even, he had a, an abysmal first half with the three. I think it was, th- I think three sacks for over ten yards. How does it? How does that happen as as an NFL quarterback in the AFC Championship game? How does that even happen? Like, I don't understand. Throw the ball away. Get rid of the ball. You got to give credit to the Patriots' defense. They took away basically Hill and Kelsey from Mahomes, mm-hmm. and he didn't adjust right away. And they took the run away too, and they put pressure on Mahomes. So you got to give a lot of credit to the Patriots' defense. And if you're going to talk about squandering the first half, the Patriots left between six and ten points in the first half that they didn't score that they should have well, with a Brady interception down at the one. And then they had a drive stop on a third and two where a first down would have probably gotten them into at least field goal range, and they had to end up punting. So yeah. Patriots should have been up at least 17-7. to seven. I'm sorry, 24-7 to seven 
going into the half. Yeah. See, I I also don't think Brady had a good first half. I don't think Brady overall had a good game. Brady had a good like four minutes or what was it at the end of the game? Two minutes and then overtime. Like the, that, I don't know. Well, the last three drives. Okay, the last fine. three so, drives. So, okay, last so the, two, the last four the minutes of the game. Overtime. The last four minutes of the game in overtime, he was un. He was he was good. He was he was he was good. He was making that that pass over the middle of the field, which two consecutive third and tens. The Patriots run the exact same play, just from different sides of the field, and the Chiefs can't figure it out. And his throws were right on they the were money. Good. They, no, they were good. They right were good. on the he money. Was, he was very very. Good. Edelman was money too. He was very very good. Edelman was good. I think Gronk was pretty good. Gronk um, was good in, in this in this particular game. Sony Michelle is apparently a big game player. He seems to have figured. He seems to to be, you know, all all systems go for the playoffs. And he's another he's hundred yard game for him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been he's been very very good in these last two games. And I'm, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't continue. Um, Bill, what what was your overall thought on Tom Brady? I guess. For the for the whole game, <laughs> it pains you to ask. <laughs> you know I've been on Brady all year for bailing out and and seeing ghosts, and you just didn't see any of that today. He stood in the pocket even when he had pressure on him. He he was delivering the ball pretty much right on target. Um, he just looked like the Brady of old. How come not the, the old, not the old Brady, the Brady of old? How come and, and when? Go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, when when he had to make a play, they made plays today. They were 13 for 19 on third down today. That's insane. Incredible. Why don't Championship the, football. Why don't the Chiefs? Why didn't the Chiefs bring any pressure all game? It felt like they, they were tried. rushing. I don't. They, I don't. They definitely tried. I felt they like tried. they were rushing four, and they still weren't able to cover people. And they they, I guess four is aggressive. They were they were probably bringing more than four, but that's what it felt like. And how many times is James White going to catch the ball in the open field before someone puts a guy on James White? James White only had four catches today. And all four were on third down. And they were all on third down, and, and two of them were absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, turning around, catching Ballstone a little bit behind him, holding on to it, taking a hit. But he only had four receptions today. I was surprised they didn't go to him more late in the game and then in overtime. It's they had a- Burkhead on the field a lot at the end, too. Well, it's big boy football at the end. That's what it felt like that they were just pounding, pounding, and pounding with Burkhead and even Michelle a little bit. But it just James White to me seemed like he was the safety, he was the binky for the first half, and he came up huge in the first half. I think that you said yourself there was two, two or three straight. I think they they even put the stat up in the game. It was like four. He had four touches and four first downs, and I think three of them were on third down. And, and I don't know yeah. what is four considered. Is that considered short or or? Third and four, and he catch the ball out of the backfield, and another first down. And he just put his shoulder down, barrel through a guy. It's another first down. I think he was huge in the first half, and the interception from Brady drove me crazy. The first one, yeah, that was a horrendous play. I don't know what he was looking what was at he, there. What did he see? No idea. What did he see in that situation? And. And it just felt like, oh, here we go. Here's another game where the defense is going to carry, the checkdowns are going to carry, the run game is going to carry, and you know, it, that just it felt like that they had a chance there to put to put their 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 foot on the throats of the Chiefs, and he just threw in a triple coverage, didn't even look. Like, I, I don't know what was what was going on there, but 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 to the defense's credit, 
they held Kansas. I think Kansas City got one first down, but then they forced a punt. So it didn't yeah, it was pretty quick. I don't even think they got a first down. I think I think maybe they did, but it was it was a uh, the defense was great today at the beginning of the game, which is hard to say when they give up 31 points. But considering all the weapons that Kansas City has, uh, Hill only caught one ball. Uh, I think Kelsey only caught three. So three for 23 yards. They they shut both of those guys. They pretty much shut them down. Yeah, they had 24 points in the fourth quarter, so they held them seven through three quarters. That would, that had to be the game plan for them going in, and then but oh, once certainly. once I mean the Chiefs did I mean Sammy Watkins kind of tore them apart, and Damian Williams Damian Williams had three touchdowns, so he also kind of was a factor. So right. I guess do you think the absence of Kareem Hunt was in any way, shape, or form a factor in this game? Well, not with a game that Williams had. That's what that's what no, I'm no. I mean, Williams he had great. They extended him after maybe the first game or something. They, they they have faith in this kid, and he's been playing extremely well for them in the playoffs. Take us Doesn't matter. Later, Hunt. <laughs> he'll Later. Some, he'll sign somewhere else. He'll, he'll, I'm yeah, sure I've he'll read uh, multiple teams are interested. Isn't that crazy already? Of course like, they are. Of course they are. It's insane. If you can throw people over a bed of guns and still play in the NFL, you like, he, he's going to be able to play in the NFL. Like, cause, Spe- because of his... Because of his talent level, he'll be able to play in the NFL. Which is, which is speaking of that guy, uh, Greg Hardy. He uh, going to be a big shocker when he was an MMA UFC debut last night. Got disqualified for an illegal knee. So you know, wow. all around good guy. Wow, can't, can't believe that happened. Didn't see that coming. Uh, take uh, <laughs> Bill. Take I said, Dad. Jesus, Bill. Take us through the uh, <laughs> what you saw there at the end of the game. Your your general. You said you were having a heart attack. So just let's run us through what you uh, what you saw at the end of the game. Or what you well, were going through at the end of the game, I guess. Well, it was it was the third down conversions late <laughs> in the game. That was just incredible. The the plays they were making, the throws that Brady was making, the catches that Edelman and Gronkowski were making on third down to extend those drives. I mean, that's that's why Brady has is the legend that he is. Why he has that reputation is he has that ability to make those plays in that situation. Mm-hmm. The game doesn't speed up for him. He has the ability to see what's going on around him, make the proper throw, make the read, make the play. And Mahomes just isn't there yet. And I think Romo mentioned that one of the times, too, was that Brady can check out of the play, check to another play. He can read it at the line. Mahomes isn't there yet. He did. He yeah, may he have did. all the natural talent in the world. But you, you need to have more than just natural talent in the NFL. Yeah, he made that call after he hummed up a third and two way over the receiver's head, and he said, you know, Brady's like having an offensive coordinator out there, not offensive coordinator out there, and Mahomes, you know, just not there yet. I don't want to give Brady any credit because it pains me to do. To really, go, really, really, really pains bah. me to, to give him any credit. <laughs> but he was, he was, he was good, and I mean, down, down that that seam. That seam route that Edelman ran on back-to-back third downs, and then Gronk with the with the slant route, it was just it was, it, it's impressive. It's impressive. Matt, what did you see coming down the stretch there at the end of the game? What what stood out to you? Uh, well, 
I was sitting down, standing up, sitting down, standing up, <laughs> sitting down, standing up. It was quite the roller coaster ride. It's like Bill, uh, like Bill said, the third downs, back to back third and tens hits him. Romo, to his credit, you know whatever you think of Romo, to each their own. He was calling it all the way up and down the field. Where's Gronk? He's gonna chip here. Where's Gronk? He's on the outside there. There's that slant play. It was just I couldn't believe it because this season had that feeling of. Uh, doom i guess i don't want to refer back to a former podcast where i may have called the end of a dynasty after a hail mary but whatever but yeah the end of that game was insane and as a patriot fan three super bowls in a row five out of six this is nuts i don't think there's any other way to say it when it comes to the the the, the five out of six three in a row um you know what i, I i'm convinced that that the uh, that the Patriots knew. Now they flashed a quick little graphic up when overtime started that Tom Brady was two and zero at overtime in the playoffs, and no quarterback has ever won three overtime games. I'm convinced that the Patriots knew that towards the end of the game, and they allowed <laughs> the Chiefs to score. They knew they were going to win the toss, and they knew that Brady was going to be the four, first quarterback in NFL history to have three overtime wins. It was just another stat that everybody can just <laughs> slobber over for. <laughs> For uh, you know, for, for for decades to come. Check just yeah. another one. Does <laughs> DJ Khaled meme another one? <laughs> no. Hey, it, you brought up you brought up a good point with they let the Chiefs score. Did you have the feeling that when the Chiefs scored right before the two minute warning, that the Patriots let them score so they could get the ball back with enough time for a drive of their own? Yes and no. Um, right right before the play happened that they scored on, I, I said. Just let them score and get the ball mm-hmm. back. Yeah, I hate that. I, I mean, maybe they did, but I hate that school of thought because anything can happen. And I understand you have Brady, and I understand that you have uh, uh, Brady because no one else was really great this year. So I understand that you have Brady, and but I don't like the mentality of just allowing a team to get points in a league where you know it comes down like a, a point matters in the league, and you let mm-hmm. them score a touchdown there, and all of a sudden. They're up by four. You can't come down and kick the field goal. Where if you try and stop them, they have to kick a field goal in that situation, right? And they can tie the game. So, if you, but but by letting them in, you are now forced to score a touchdown. You understand what I'm saying? But did Kansas City yeah. let them score? So I think they Kansas could get the ball back with enough time. That I do think happened. I do think Kansas City did let them score at the end of the game because I think that Kansas City accepted their fate at that point, and with the way that they were unable to stop the run. That they or, or, that they weren't able to stop the run, they said, "Hmm, I guess we'll just we'll just we'll just let them run in here and see what we can do and take our chances." Now, when the Chiefs scored, I was a little surprised that they ran it in as quickly as they did. Do you think anywhere in their mind they thought if we score on the first play here before the two minute warning, we have a, if if they come down and score, we'll have a chance to score again? Or do you think that uh, just that just it just happened to work out that way? No, I think it just happened to work out that way. So do you follow? Yeah, Andy's because Andy's they Reed, scored, it was track record doesn't show that. Yeah, you're, you're right. And, you know, this is probably one of the best games he's had as far as clock management. For sure. In a big game, and he still ended up losing. Yeah, that, I don't that timeout, that he I took don't, a timeout to, like, let them score and everything. So, I mean, he did a, he did a pretty good job tonight. I don't, but I don't know if he was I don't thinking th- that far in advance. I don't think Andy Reid is to blame for this game. In the past, I think he's been to blame no. for this game. I don't think he was to blame to the, for this game. They could have taken one more shot at the end zone 
mm-hmm. at the end of the game. They had 11 uh, seconds. Quarter. No, no, They no, had 11 no, no, seconds. No, no. They could have taken 11 a shot. Seconds. They have Tyreek Hill, yeah. Nope, nope. I disagree 100%. They have zero timeouts left. They, you kick the field goal in that situation because if anything goes wrong on snap to hold, you have enough time to reset, to clock it, whatever you need to do, and reset. Whereas well, if you with, ran with eleven seconds left, sure. Yeah. Uh, if if you don't if you yeah. don't have a clean snap, you won't have enough time to get another playoff. Sure you do. Mm-hmm. No. With eleven I, seconds, of course you do. With, if with, it's a with, if with it's a bad seconds, snap, no. then you then you've got to you've got to get tackled first of all. And if you don't have any timeouts left, then the clock is going to run 39. out. That was a 39-yard field goal. So if it was a, a botch snap and sent it back even eight, nine yards or so, it would have made it even that much more tougher to hit it. Yeah, hit no, the, I, the time I still, to, uh, I still, field goal. I still kick it in that situation. I don't. I don't risk it. I don't. I don't throw. I don't have Tom Brady, so I'm not. I'm not risking it to to, to throw to the end zone to to run a chance well, of a guy falling in bounds. I'm not. I'm not taking. I, a chance I think that's the key field. is you don't have Tom Brady. I mean. Some of the plays he's made this year, notwithstanding, like at the end of the uh, first half of the Miami game. But if you have Brady, you know he's going to see if the play's there or not and get rid of the ball and stop the clock. Do you have that faith in Mahomes to do that, or is Mahomes going to be looking for the big play? I think he's. So that, I mean, he that probably to, factored into it, right? He has to go for the <laughs> touchdown in that situation, right? So, so you're not like, do you trust him to try and sneak it into a window? I don't know if I do. So that's, I think, I think the right play was to, was to kick the field goal in that situation. I don't think anybody's second guessing anything Andy Reid did, with the exception of maybe challenging that Hogan thing, which we can get into that whole weird, like kind of killed the flow of the game towards the end of the game there, but. Um, I, I don't think I don't think Andy I think Andy Reid did a, did a pretty good job. If, if there's any knock on Andy Reid, it's that his defense wasn't ready to play this game. I, I think. Well, the Hogan the Hogan challenge worked. No, 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 no. The second one, the first one, second one, right, right, right. Yeah. The first one, he burned a timeout there. Which we actually we, we can get into it right now. When Edel, first of all, the Ed, when Edelman's receiving that punt, and you see everything happen, and. Even in real time, I didn't think he touched the ball. But my first question is, why is he anywhere near that ball? Why is he even bending over to pick up that ball? If you're going to let the ball fall, get out of the way. Just well, get I think out he was of there. afraid they were going to get pinned inside the five. Okay. So he tried to catch it. It was the wrong play. Watching it in real time, I thought it went off of him. See, I the ball kind of took a funny hop. And, and I was surprised that call got overturned. And looking at the replay, I didn't think there was enough there to overturn the call. See, I, I'm not one of the Patriots' blowhards. Shocker. And I even thought it was going to get overturned because I thought from all of the different angles and all of the zooming and all of the incessant Tony Romo talking, I was convinced that the ball did not touch him. And I, I, But I didn't think is, it was conclusive because the ball did take a funny little wobble. And I thought that was going to be enough that they say it must have hit something. It wasn't conclusive. Matt, what did you see? Uh, I when it first happened, I thought it was clearly like right off his chest. You know what I mean? Like you, I thought it ricocheted off him. And then when they showed that first replay, I took a second, looked at it, and I got to give credit to my wife because she said this from the very first replay. Oh no, it didn't hit him. It didn't hit him. No, I. I and I was like, as a football fan. Is tough because how like like Bill said how do you turn that over? That's it was a very very tough call, but you know it it's just the it's the Patriots. I guess this is uh the magic that happens. It's, I guess it's, it's destiny. And once it got overturned, it's, it's like oh geez, here we go, Patriots. 
man, that's just you know, there's another Patriots thing that's going to go their way. It's like a tuck rule all over again, and you know, it's just another thing that's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, Tony Romo, what did you think? Ooh, well, Jim, ooh, did it touch his left thumb? <laughs> I cannot stand. I cannot stand Tony Romo whatsoever. Ah, uh, I like Tony never... tonight. Tony was good tonight. I no, saw no, no, a great no. tweet that somebody said he didn't think he would ever say it, but Tony Romo's finally having a good championship game. <laughs> good tweet. Solid, Shout out whoever sent that to you. Solid, yeah, that's a good tweet. solid tweet. Tony Romo doesn't understand like that there can be dead air. Like you're you're allowed to not speak. You're there's allowed to not be anyone talking <laughs> at a certain time. Like Tony, you're not you're not on a podcast. Like someone doesn't have to constantly speak. Like you can you can let the crowd noise come in. You don't have to speak at all times. And that's why he drives me crazy. But neither here nor there. Um, Edelman then drops that ball and it gets intercepted, which ironically I don't I don't put you can't put that one on Brady. The first one you can, the second one you can't. Um, and at that point I was like, oh, that's it. It's that's that's the football gods making everything right and they're and, and they're punishing Edelman for for you know even being in the vicinity of that punt. Now you said that that, that you were that. He must have thought that they were going to get pinned inside of the five. That ball bounced at like the forty. Yeah, but it was it was. Heading I know, right I know, to, it was it, top, it took that it was bounce top and, spinning. Yeah, but you're at the thirty. Like he, that, that ball got to where the whole thing happened was right about the thirty yard line. Let it. He go. looked like he took a step at it, right? Didn't he? It, it kind of looked like he might. It was he was trying to catch them off guard and run with it. Maybe, but it's no, just, he had just, called a fair catch. No, no, no. He had, oh, he yeah. Had, no, he did. No, right. he no, did no. Go, he was, he was wiping it away, I thought, saying that he wasn't going to catch it. He was telling the defenders to get out of the way. Oh, maybe. Or, or, the, or the, the the blockers oh, yeah. to get out of the way. He didn't call for a fair catch. but And then he just, you know, decides to, to run it like an idiot. But I guess it all worked out, and it doesn't really matter. I guess it just seemed very unpatriot-like at that point for him to even be near that ball. Like, to me, a normal in a normal situation, he's already got his helmet off on the sidelines in that situation. He's nowhere near that football. Because you see stupid teams get hit with stuff like that. Not the Patriots. Did that uh, remind you a little of the Denver game? What was it? What was that uh what that kid they had back that muffed up? <laughs> they, no, there was uh, that punt return. Who's that kid that muffed two punts at the end there? Jones. It was a regular season game. I don't know. He was cut like the next day. Cyrus Jones? Um was that Jones? Either way, it was just I remember you know it's funny too, I have a story uh today after the first fair catch I looked at my wife, I said, Hey, I'm so happy Edelman's sure handed on these punts and then I thought about <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna come back and then when that ball I thought it ricocheted off his hands and I thought I was gonna eat eat some crow there. <laughs> um, Didn't though, because of the magic. Is there anything anything else that you wanna particularly discuss when as it as it pertains to this game before looking forward to the next one? Either of you. Do you guys think that uh, Philip Dorsett is going to be – do you think they should keep him around? He seems to make some big plays for them. What is the the hashtag that you instituted for the – for people to ask questions um, if they want to send questions into the podcast? All right, so major announcement here. (laughs) If you guys have any questions for us on Twitter and you want us to talk about on the podcast, hashtag what say you syndicate. With just the U. No, Y-O-U, just the U. It looks better. <laughs> what say you, Syndicate? Okay, so, uh, Bill, what do you think? Do you think he's, he's worth re-signing? 
Sure. I mean, it, he's had some good plays this year. I think uh, Brady's got some confidence in him. So, yeah, if the numbers are right, bring him back. I don't think he matters, personally. I think his role is easily replaceable. And if he wants to sign a team-friendly deal, which who knows if he's that kind of guy, but if he wants to sign a team-friendly deal, he'll be here. If he doesn't, he won't. I think that's I think that's pretty much that's how I feel about Dorsett. Matt, what, what do you feel about Dorsett? He's made big plays from the last two two weeks. You know, he's made good, strong, contested catches, both for touchdowns. I don't know if he's going to ever be anything more than like a depth piece, maybe a little faster version of Danny Amendola. But if the price is right, bring him back. He's working out, and he seems to make, you know, some tough catches, which is what they need. So we're all in agreement that if he, if it's if it's for the right price, bring him back. I don't think I think that's sure. the first time in the history of a podcast ever that everybody was all in agreement and just move and we can just move forward. And it was Philip Dorsett. Imagine that. <laughs> it only took Philip Dorsett to bring the boys together. Is there is there anything else from the Chiefs game before we talk about before we look forward a little bit to the Rams? Anything from this Chiefs game that you want to talk about? I have. Two more things that I want to say, but I'll wait to see if either of you have something else to say. One one thing I noted is something that I think has been plaguing the Patriots all year is their inability to make those third and short plays, the the run plays. And and they went for it today. They had that third and two in the first half that they ended up punting where they could have gotten into field goal range, put some points on the board. They squandered that. They had a fourth down, fourth and one that they couldn't make. Later in the game, I thought that might end up costing them the game. This has been a problem for them all year. They don't have that big back that they can hand the ball to and get those one or two yards that they need in those situations. Didn't they kind of do it, though, at the end? Like, they the they end did the at the end. They did at the but end. They need... they had, but they were using Burkhead, which was interesting. And then later on, they went to Michelle to get the play. I mean, they had, they had Burkhead run the ball twice at the goal line to win the game. They did. Yeah. He ran two two short yardage plays to, to But at that point I think the, the Chiefs were just so gassed at that point their defense, their their front line. They were they were mentioning on the thing, I guess we were we were talking about Andy Reid and his game you know, game management. Would you have called a timeout at the end? When you saw how, how – how, I mean, it was visible how tired the defense was when the Patriots just basically marched down the field and said, we're not even going to give you a chance. We're just going to win this game right here, right now. Would you have called a timeout? In retrospect, yeah, probably, because if if nothing else, it might take a little bit of the Patriots' momentum away because they you, were just getting chunk yardage after chunk yardage. Don't you feel like, though, at, at that point it, it's almost too late? Like, shouldn't he have called a timeout maybe after Gronk caught the ball to 15 on a slant play on the third on the third consecutive third down? Maybe he should teach the guys how to fake an injury to get a timeout. Or that, or that, <laughs> yeah. or that. Just kind of like you know, have everybody you know get get their uh, get their wits about them. I think that I guess that that was something that they were that Tony Romo when in his in his you know. Blabber. Actually, it was Nance. It was Nance that asked the question. No, I thought it was Romo. No, it was Nance that asked the question, uh, and see, Romo like, said, "Oh, great call by you, Jim." I like Jim Nance, so I actually, I actually take it back. Then I think that Jim Nance is a genius, and he they probably should have called a timeout in that situation. That's, <laughs> I like Jim Nance. I think he calls golf really well, which is hard to do. In college <laughs> basketball, 
I don't care about college basketball that much. But he's he's definitely a less is more kind of guy. He will let the game speak for itself. Yeah, good, which is what you should do. Yes, and I guess it absolutely. I guess that makes him a perfect match for Tony Romo because Tony Romo doesn't let anybody speak or let anything speak for itself. He has to speak for everybody. Um, Matt, any do you have anything else or, or, or about the, about the Chiefs game? Steven Goskowski came up big. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous after every single one of those extra points. But he was nails, and he had that huge field goal after Tony Romo psyched everybody out and made everyone believe that he was going to be kicking into a hurricane, and then he just <laughs> booted it. So that was good. And uh, that's been a problem for them recent in recent postseason. So I think the last happy three AFC Championship games, he's missed extra points. Didn't he miss a couple in the Super Bowls too? Yes. He hasn't. Yep. Like, yeah. He hasn't. He hasn't. I actually was thinking the same thing. Is that it? Actually, was after they scored the last touchdown. They scored the touchdown to go ahead at the end of the game, and the extra point would have made it three. And I was like, oh, if there's a time, yeah, this is the time right here where he's going to miss it. But yeah, and there was actually there was actually one where the holder dropped the ball and picked it up real quick, and they converted it on the kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. He's been good. I have two. Okay, I have two. I have three remaining thoughts. One, we are extremely spoiled as a, as a New England mm-hmm. sports fan, but these football games today were awesome. Both of them were good. All four teams they were they were exciting. When is the last time two playoff games have gone in overtime on the same day? Does anybody know? I don't know. Yeah, I can't I didn't remember. Look, I didn't look it up, but I just like neither did I. How, like how crazy is it? It's, that these it's teams, rare that one will go into overtime. Right, that these four teams were so evenly matched that it took two overtime games in the conference championship games for for to decide who won. What mm-hmm. if, did, now? Did did he, did either of you watch the first game? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched the whole game. Thank and God I don't think the was, Saints fans are, are going to agree with you that they were yeah, great games. Thank God Ooh. that there was no controversial call, anything like that in the Patriots game, because yeah. I wouldn't be able to, to deal with it. But that being said, it was still an entertaining game. The, the Saints came out; they looked like they were in control. It was like it was like it was like the Patriots game. The Saints mm-hmm. came out, looked like they were in control, and all of a sudden, here come back the Rams. And and that wasn't done exactly the same way, obviously. But and then the, that game was back and forth too. That was that was a good game. That was that was another good. That game. was a good game. And, second, and how unusual is it for two road teams to win. both win? Right. right. Which, which I think kind of, which I think is kind of showing you that the league is kind of as a whole getting more competitive, don't you? Like, it, like I know it's assumed that the Patriots are just going to be there every single year because they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, but the league it seems to be getting more competitive in that there are more teams that are, you know, in the to- in, in talks for to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and to that point, both of those home games are considered the toughest stadiums to play at. So for the other, for the opponent to go into New Orleans and to go into Kansas City and get wins in overtime speaks to the to how good teams are in this league. It's kind of that's 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 kind of what I was alluding to is that it's like it right. seems like it's 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 ba- it's it's more balanced now. It's not just you know the Patriots running things every year and blah blah blah, but. Uh, my second thought is, I think the Chiefs. I thought the I thought the Chargers were were legit. I thought the Chiefs were legit. I still think the Chiefs are legit. I don't think the Chargers are legit, but I still think the Chiefs are legit. And I think this kid Mahomes is still going to be a 
stud. He is going to be a stud in this league, and he and and this game didn't change my mind. He didn't have a good game, but it didn't change my mind. I still think he's going to be a stud. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. As the game slows down for him, too, he's only going to get better. Right. And with his arm strength, how he can throw the ball, his creativity out there, he's going to be the face of the NFL. They're already talking about him having the first $200 million contract. And he'll be another league MVP that does not win a Super Bowl. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I don't you don't know think he'll that. win the league MVP this year? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no I'm no. not talking this year. Oh, oh, that, yeah, yeah, That yeah, continues no, no, no. the streak of NFL MVPs that have not won a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I'm okay, fine. Yeah, I'm okay. I thought you meant, like, he'll be an MVP of the league that never wins a Super Bowl. No, no, no. No, because I, I think he's I think he's going to be there sooner rather than later, especially with that team around him. But my third thing, and I'm going to try my best to get through it without yelling because it's 1130 <laughs> at night, and I'm sitting in my apartment with, with, with my girlfriend sleeping in the other room and probably people sleeping below me. But the fact that the Patriots – bought into the noise about them being the underdogs this week pisses me off more than anything in this world for a number of reasons. But the main one being, think about this for a second. You are the road team going into the best team in in, in your conference. You're going into their barn after they were the number one seed. You were the number two seed. They were the number one seed. That is definition underdog. You're the underdog. Like just deal I don't, with it. I don't think they were they took that had that chip on their shoulder because they were the underdog. I think it's because, like Brady said after the last game, everybody says we suck. Okay. And we're gonna prove them wrong. Okay. First of all, who's everybody? It doesn't matter who everybody is. Who's everybody? They made oh, who's everybody? Uh Max Kellerman, okay. uh who who are the other national every TV guys? Boston, every Boston guy on the sports hub. No, I think it's the national media more than anything else. It's just okay, but waiting for the Patriots to finally drop off, and it just keeps not happening. No offense, Tom. You guys did kind of suck this year on the road. They did. Like, you did suck. You lost to Detroit on the road. You lost to Tennessee on the road. You lost to Miami on the road. Those teams suck. You were going on the road against the number one seed. And you're going to get upset because you're a three? What are they, three-and-a-half-point underdog? That's literally just the home team. The home team gets three-and-a-half points automatically. That's just how it goes. I'm sorry, the road team gets three-and-a-half points automatically in most cases, especially in a situation like this. And Julian Edelman putting things out, bet against us, selling T-shirts, bet against us. What are you doing? It worked. It worked. It, it worked. Did it, it got them yes, psyched it up. Yeah, they won yeah, the they game. Won. Newsflash. They, they won tough. the game. Oh, I know that they won. I know that they won. But I, I don't think that that had anything to do with. I don't think the fact that they were uh, that that Max Kellerman was saying that they suck, or that Mike Felger was saying that they that they're not going to win this week, or anybody at the sports hub saying that they're not going to win this week, or or me saying they're not going to win this week. That has nothing to do with it. Whatsoever. I think you directly affected them. No, it, it, don't believe me. I don't need any. It was you. Believe me, I don't need any. It was you. It, didn't you a, hear Brady after the game? He said, "Take that, Mike Travers." Yeah. Even if he mentioned <laughs> even if he mentioned my name on public TV, I still on national television, I still wouldn't like him. But it it, it it just why are you buying it? Like, remember last year when the when the Eagles were wearing the dog heads and 
everybody was making fun of them when they were wearing the dog heads going into the Super Bowl. All these Patriots fans whining and complaining and saying how stupid the Eagles are and how they're going to get rolled and blah, blah, blah. And then Julian Edelman essentially does the same thing, minus he doesn't show up to the to the game with a wearing a dog head. But, like, don't buy into that stuff. Like, that's not what you do. I don't know. They, I mean, they did, did – you don't think they had a different – they were at, like, a different level today? I just felt like they were a little more intense than normal. No. Especially on the road, especially where they played. I feel like the, they met the challenge at every – Turn. I feel like they did meet the challenge, but I don't feel like they came out and they did anything different. They ran the ball, they checked the ball down. Like th- that's what they do. They they were themselves, but they executed. They were they, they, were, right. they were mentally they, tough, which they have not been on the road all year. Maybe. And if you take out that kid Jackson, they only would have had like a handful of penalties. That kid like twelve on his own. <laughs> three actually, I think it was three big ones too. Three big ones too. Yeah. The, can can the, we talk about that for a second? The pass sure. interference calls. Yeah, go ahead. Some of them are I mean, bad. This is like, what's a catch? You know, what is pass interference? Uh, you're running alongside a guy, and you make some incidental contact, you get a flag. There, there was a play in the fourth quarter where Barry was all over Gronkowski. Oh, that was terrible. No call. No he call. He was all over him. He's grabbing him right all after the way the down phantom. the field. That, right, didn't that come right after the phantom roughing the passer call? That, that, that smelled like a makeup call to me. The one on Brady? Yeah, the one when he kind of where he grazed his gently face mask. Gra- he gently yeah. grazed his face mask. But hey, that's not Brady. You don't do that. But the the you know you chuck the ball up, the defender makes a little bit of contact with the receiver, and there you get a flag. Mm-hmm. To me, I that honestly, I honestly feel as though every single play there's pass interference on somebody. And, and I feel like there's also way more offensive pass interference that doesn't get called than anything else. And it quite, to be honest, like if they're going to keep their flags in their pockets, good. Because you know, I, I said it. I was a couple of weeks ago. I said that defensive players in the NFL is the hardest. It's the worst job in the world. Like mm-hmm. it, it, I would rather be a janitor in the in the in the in the stadium than than be a defensive player because you cannot do anything without getting a flag. So if they if they want to keep their their flags in their pockets, and, and maybe we should call a Saints fan, ask them how they feel about it, but. If they Oof. want to keep their flags in their pockets, then then fine. Like, but they need to pick one and go with it. I agree. There needs Either to be call consistency. It or there don't needs to call be consistency. It. Right. There needs to be consistency. You're right. Um, do you want to look ahead to the Rams? Sure. That's what we do. Yes, that is what we do. Matt, what are your <laughs> what is what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on the Rams uh, as a whole? I guess as as a uh, as a team. They're a great team. But they're, I think, more like the Chiefs. I would have been more nervous to play the Saints as a fan. I think they're a better defense. And I think Jared Goff on that stage against the, the, the New England Patriots and Atlanta, has, it could have catastrophe written all over it or it could have Nick Foles written all over it. The crazy thing about the Patriots, they've been in so many Super Bowls that you've seen everything. So I can't count anything out, but... Like I said, I, I, I'm happy they're playing the Rams over the Saints. See, everybody was everybody was rooting for the whole Brady Belichick, Breeze Payton Super Bowl. Like you know, two great quarterbacks, two mm-hmm. great coaches going against each other. I think this is better. Me personally, I think having this is better than the league. I think having a young-ish Goff isn't exactly young, but he's young-ish 
quarterback, a young up and coming head coach who's who's got some gonads against Brady against Belichick. I think that that is is a much much better thing than Breeze and Peyton. I think it'll be more entertaining. It's kind of old school versus new school. Even the teams. Patriots are now running the ball a ton. Mm-hmm. The Rams the Rams rely on their run game, but they can also chuck it all around the field. It's kind of old school versus new school mentality, and I think it's going to be an interesting game. What was interesting today was uh, Todd Gurley didn't play a lot today for the Rams. Yeah, I think something's wrong with that knee. I think he's hurt. Yeah, something's definitely but, more wrong with that knee than they're leading on. Two weeks so, off, two or a week off to get healthy. I think that he'll be he'll be more of a factor in the Super Bowl than he was today. Not that C.J. Anderson has exactly been a slouch ever since he's came on board, but I think he'll be more of a factor. But you know, I think it was predestined all along that they were going to end up playing the Rams. You know, they played the Rams in their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost the perfect symmetry. That's now come full circle. Come. Oh, that's poetic. I and like now, that. And it's so at, the date will actually be the same, Is February it? 3rd. No It'll kidding. It'll be the same as their first Super Bowl. No kidding. That's pretty that. cool. Didn't know you that. know what's crazy? They've been in so many Super Bowls. They've had two rematches. They played the Giants right. twice, and now they're playing the Rams twice. And they played the Eagles oh, and, twice. And the Eagles twice. So that's three right. times. You saw this team is on. something else, man. You saw <laughs> uh, I haven't had him on. I haven't had him on. Second Jesus. Rex put in. Rex went in that end zone. Then Pants went. <laughs> no need for you anymore. No need. Not gonna ruin these slacks. Jesus. It's a good uh, thing we didn't end up all recording in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah this would be a way more quiet and awkward podcast. We don't want to ruin the new studio right away. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully we were supposed to we were supposed to do that live for uh, for this, but hopefully we can get it done for the uh, for the Super Bowl and uh, you know th- some bad weather prevented me from being able to uh, to travel over the last couple of days. So hopefully we can bring a live show for for the Super Bowl, maybe you know a little post game, a little fourth quarter, who knows? Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about the Rams as as time goes on. But uh, I just wanted to get your your general. Did you even give a general thought? Oh, you did that. It all came full circle. I'm sorry. So do you think that you think that now that uh, you know since it's it'll be Brady's uh, first Super Bowl um, and then he's playing the Rams now, assuming he wins, you think it's Brady's last Super Bowl? It all comes full circle and he retires and we never have to hear from him again. I don't think he'll retire. <sighs> One can hope. No way. No way he no. retires. One thing. Gronkowski. Yes. Gronkowski's done. Well, we, we listen, we're probably going to have about three or four more podcasts between now and the Super Bowl, and we don't talk anything else other than Patriots for the most part. So we'll save some we'll save some ammunition before uh, before we uh, before we move before we get to the Super Bowl. But one thing, and I've already seen it. I actually think it was you, Matt, who retweeted it. The beat LA thing. Oh yeah, is going to drive me mm-hmm. in. Insane. It drove Why? me insane. Why would you lose to LA? It drove me. No, 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 no. See, see, I was genuinely, I was genuinely undecided who I wanted to win between the Chiefs and the, and the, and the Patriots. But when it comes to the Rams and the Patriots, like that's a no-brainer for me. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm going Patriots, obviously. But the BLA thing, it drove me nuts when it was happening with the Chargers, and now we're gonna have to listen to it for two weeks. It's like the two don't like. That all started with what the Celtics, 
It was a Celtics. Now, yeah. anytime someone from this area has to play an LA team, we're gonna have to listen to the beat. It happened with the it happened with the World Series, and now it's gonna happen. Yep. And now it's gonna happen for the Super Bowl. Like it doesn't translate from from sport to sport. It's not the same thing whatsoever. And the Rams aren't even they're, they're basically the really, St. Louis Rams. Did it really yeah. happen that much with the Chargers? Yes. In, we were calling them Sandy. I can't stop calling I them can San never. Diego. Yeah. yeah They'll no, no, forever no, no, be no, no, San Diego. I don't really they, think it happened were, that much. There were beat LA things going on for, for, for when they were playing the Chargers. It was it was happening. And now it's gonna you know it's gonna happen again with the Rams, and it's like the 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 Celtics Lakers thing is a real rivalry. Like that's a real thing. Well it's all gearing up to a Celtics Lakers championship this year. Yeah, I don't think Beat LA X it's, it's all about selling T shirts. And correct me if I'm wrong, the Beat LA chant wasn't it done by a different it was either done by a different fan base or like the whole thing started back in what the 80s or whatever or the 90s and, in the 80s okay so since you were the only one who was following sports at that time or probably the alive, only one who was alive at that time wasn't it the celtics were losing to someone and they started chanting for the other team to go on to beat la or the celtics were beating someone and no, their the fans Cel- no the celtics used to always in the garden, they used to do the beat LA chant. Oh, see, I thought it all started long by before a that. Different... But, but then when I think it was the 76ers, that's what I thought. Were it was. Beating the Celtics in a game uh, seven for the conference championship, the crowd started chanting "Beat LA" because that's who the Sixers were then going to play in the final. See, that's how I thought it all started. But it right? didn't start there. Oh, oh, okay, okay, my mistake. That's where I thought it started. But either way, the Celtics Lakers thing is a real rivalry. Are the Rams and Patriots? Yeah. Like is that no. a real thing? Like no, I don't know. Like, of, course, it's, it's, of course, it's not a real thing. How can you have a rivalry with an NFC team? Right. Well, no. Let me take that back. Do they have one with the Giants? No. Only because they lost. No, right. they don't. That's that's a fan thing. Of course, it, they're all fan things. Okay, so you as a fan, do you have anything against the Rams or the Chargers? No, you don't. That's my point. I do now. No, you. I don't. will if they I, beat them in two weeks. Oh, please! I you're do both, now. You're both lying through your teeth. You're both lying through. You're full of it. B-L-A. B-L-A. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. I can't stand the Eagles after (laughs) after they beat them last year. I was very happy when they got knocked out. Maybe I just don't feel that strongly about it. I don't know. Like Boston. That's because you're not a real Patriots fan. Boston, Montreal. I mean, that that doesn't even insult me. Boston, Montreal. <laughs> like that. Like hockey. That's a thing. Like if, if they're playing Red the Sox, games, Yankees. Like like those Red are Sox, Red Sox. Are Red Sox Yankees a rivalry? Yes, Other than course. the fans. Are of the players? Are. You think there's yeah, a rivalry between the players? Yeah. You don't remember Joe Kelly throwing at No Name and him charging them out? You don't remember that happening? That's a real thing. Like they, 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 there's a real. Or yeah, at least that's... there used to be a real genuine hatred between those two teams. Right, but they, right, that was an in-game thing. There's there's no real hatred between teams anymore. I, I just, no, not in any sport. I just don't think I just don't think it like I just don't think it translates from sport to sport, and it drives me nuts. And I know it's going to happen, but I wanted to air it out and get ahead of it before it, before it really you know starts gaining some traction. That's all. Hashtag beat my LA. prediction. My prediction. This isn't the last time you hear a beat LA rant before the Super Bowl. <laughs> I also I'm, have one other prediction. I have one. I got. I got one more thing. Do you over under the amount of times Marshall Falk refers to some sort of cheating by the Patriots? I'm going to put it at four. Does he have a platform that he can discuss this stuff? Is he still on? Is he on the one of the pregame shows or whatever? 
Yeah, I thought he was on like Good Morning Football and then yeah, he's on the he NFL Network the NFL somewhere. Network. Yeah, over under four. I'll take the over. I'll take the over because you know that the the, the flake gate will get mentioned, the the signal calling will get mentioned. That's at least two, so I'm sure there's more. The Edelman thumb gate. Edel- <laughs> Edelman's <laughs> PEDs suspension. That's that would be yep. that would be one. So I guess yeah, I'm, I'll take the over on that one. Speaking of PDs, they must do wonderful in your beard because that dude is rocking a beard right now. I don't know how his chin strap closes. It's going to be uncomfortable by the end of the game, bro. Don't you think? Like, like oh for sure. When my facial gets to a certain length and something's like pressed up against it, it gets like it irritates my skin and it gets itchy. Like that chin strap has to irritate him. It's going to be all bunched up and gross by the end of the game. Awful. I'm awful. I don't want to think about it. It sounds like it smells. <laughs> All right, so well, it's gonna uh, grow for two more weeks at least. They probably keep it for the yeah. parade too. Oh, definitely. Last parade was in the snow. He had his big old beard, and he was on top of the duck boat throwing beers around. So yeah, he's he's keeping that bad boy. Great, awesome, big stinky beard. He's probably uh, gonna shave beat LA into it. Oh, please don't, please don't. <laughs> um, do you have any 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 closing remarks for us, Matt? Before you uh, before we head off. Yeah, just I, I I'm speechless. Like, when you really put into perspective this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl run, this dynasty, how it started, three out of four, how it's, I guess ending five out of six, three in a row. I, I, I appreciate it because nothing like this will ever happen again. And nine straight AFC Championship games, that insane. is insane. Absolutely crazy. In See, the I, toughest sport on the planet. I extended out even past football. Like, just just all of the sports over the last, like, 15 years has been ridiculous. Like, we've been stupidly spoiled. And it's just like, I don't know, it just feels like it, 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 something's wrong if one of the one of the four major teams isn't playing for the championship in a season. Like, that that's how spoiled It's crazy. Are. Like, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, what has it been? Four or five months since someone's won a championship here? We're getting behind schedule, boys. Like, like let's pick it up. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Bill, do you Unbelievable. Any, do you have any uh, any thoughts? Closing closing remarks? No, I think Matt said it very well. You know, it almost sounds cliched now at this mm. point, it, just to say yeah. how lucky we are here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I, because I remember when the smoke, times. But no, I remember when the times were just like you wouldn't even think of a new england team other than the celtics you wouldn't think of a new england team playing at that level that's how rare it was just when you would see your team advance to those type of games and now it's just i i saw a great somebody edited the wikipedia page for the afc championship game and it said it was the annual contest where a team from the afc plays the new england patriots for the right to go to the <laughs> Super Bowl. it really is that crazy yeah, it is. And and r- real quick, because you said you remember the times before it was, you know, championship after championship, good team after good team, and that wasn't the the way that this was built. Is it Robert? Is, does Robert Kraft get the credit for? Because are we? Isn't it? Didn't it just hit twenty five years of owning the team? Like that was like I think today it's twenty five years today. Yeah, today or yesterday or, or one one of these days. It's been twenty five years. And doesn't that kind of start to relate to when winning kind of became? a New England-Boston thing on a consistent basis? Like, does he get credit for it, for building that culture in the city? Um, I think he has to get a lot of the credit, yeah. 
I mean, he stabilized that organization. That organization was a joke before he bought that team. Yeah, the radio stations in Kansas City were reminding us all all week. Well, I mean, they they played in a dump of a stadium. I mean, they didn't even have a real stadium for the first 10, 15 years. Then they had that dump down in Foxborough. You know, coaches coming in and out. There was always some type of controversy. Kraft came in. He stabilized the team. He brought in good people to run the team. First Bill Parcells, then Belichick. Well, you had Pete Carroll in between. But overall, he put the framework in place. And that's that's what you need for a su- su- successful organization. It's getting a little late for me. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I think the Red Sox have created that same model as well. Well, that's that's what I'm, I think it's it's a culture that's been built into the city, and I just think that it, it seems to have started with craft. I mean, he's got to get and, and I don't think credit. the fans will tolerate anything less now. Now, at this point, they won't know, which screws craft in about five years. But you know what can you do? But uh, all right, thank you guys for joining us. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for calling in. I do appreciate uh, of course taking the t- for you taking the time to chat, Bill. As always, thank you and. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Bye, everyone. This has been the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Music provided by Jay Kelly. To hear more from Jay, visit jkellymusic.com. That's the letter J-K-E-L-L-E-Y music.com.